Hi there, Gio here. Here we are, episode 6 of Can You Feel It? Last week 5 with Dan Diablo. Some great comments on the YouTube channel. Uh, La Comru, for example, is saying, Feels like Dan is the biggest person on earth. He faced so many hard challenges and losses and still is moving forward and is so humble and deep. And Davida Rashidi, this video made me clear who Dan Diablo is. Inspired and spent an hour and 20 minutes of my life as one of the most important moments. Thanks. If you haven't listened to it, check out Don Diablo. And I have to mention the first official review on iTunes. Thank you so much, Mixmaster G. He's giving me a lot of compliments and this podcast. For me, it's a weekly trip down uh, to memory lane by Guide Gil and his guests. That's 3G. Do it. If you listen to iTunes, give us a review and a rating. That will be very, very, very nice. Shout out to you all. The Can You Feel It the family is getting bigger and bigger. And shout out, of course to these two friends behind me uh if you are listening they, those are the <laughs> monitors not real friends uh well they sound like real friends uh, krk system is uh, sponsoring this podcast the new g4 rocket studio monitor thank you so much uh, for example i was just listening to this great final on fresh fruit records that's an old one yeah that's from those two guys who are coming up now? René and Gaston, Ski and Dobere. And, uh, well, the last years they are well known as Chocolate Puma. How did the guys met each other? That's a great story. How they work together is pretty nice. They talk about the dance scene in the early 90s. Uh, how they made, that's a great story. How they made a trance track for fun. And it became actually their biggest hit. And of course, they uh, both mentioned their five essentials. The signature of all their tracks and why they are so glad they will never reach a specific goal. What's that? You have to listen. Enjoy Can You Feel It with Chocolate Puma. Can you feel it? Feel it? Can you feel it? It's the music of millions of people all over the world. Electronic dance music. In Holland we call it house music. It was my history. It was my youth. These were my records. Who am I? I'm Giel Beelen, a Dutch radio DJ. And I want to share and explore my musical history with you, together with the biggest DJs. As you probably know, most of them come from Holland. Why is that? This little country in the west of Europe. And how did they all start? Can you feel it? The story of a Dutch DJ from the bedroom to the festival. Check this out. This is going to be a dance trip down memory lane. Uh, hi there, thanks for listening and uh, welcome uh, René and Castel, oftewel uh, Ski and Dobra, uh, the good man, Chocolate Puma. And maybe now you think, so it's a full studio. No, there are two guys here. Uh, our native language is Dutch, but for this podcast we'll speak English, or at least I will try. Uh, but for our Dutchies, uh, yeah, jullie praten al best vaak Nederlands natuurlijk met elkaar. We praten alleen maar Nederlands ja. met elkaar. Ja. Uh, we only talk Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> we only talk. But, 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 but sometimes uh, you have to talk English because there's like a, a guest here in the studio, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of collaborations, of course, with uh, people who don't speak Dutch. Yeah. So automatically we speak English then. So yeah. yeah. Yes, but it's, uh, that's different i mean if you just talk to somebody or you have to be on a television or a radio yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to do it good and uh in my case that's not uh, gonna happen 
<laughs> okay, uh, let's start with uh, the EDM, the earliest dance memory. So, uh, well, let's go to the first time you ever heard house music. Gaston? Uh, I think the first time I heard house music was... I, I think it was the stage before house music, mm -hmm. actually. So I'm thinking about Koma Abrams. Yeah, trap. Okay. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. like a proto house record. It was just uh, like the transition from, no, maybe not really disco, but disco got more electronic. Drum computers were sounding heavier. And I think that was one of the first uh, dance record records that caught my attention with, you know, a kind of house beat. Yeah, and you heard it in a club or on the radio, or uh, actually. Um, when I was still at high school, I used to DJ there. Okay. And uh, we had a vast record collection at the school because oh. we were throwing parties and with the money we earned, we bought records. Uh, so we always went to Amsterdam and I think I heard the record somewhere in the record shop. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you, you started as a DJ actually? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we, we talk about this later. Uh, first, René, uh, what was your first house memory? Yeah, well, I was uh, playing in a local uh, club, uh, Stalker in Haarlem. And actually, we were, we were buying records every, every week. And uh, one of the records was, I think, Love Can Turn Around. And at that point... We didn't know that was house music. It no. was just another record. And we started playing that. And then there came in more of those records. And then we heard stories from the from the States that this was house music. And, and then um, uh, we dive into it. And we also heard that you have to play all those house records after each other so yeah, it's yeah, gonna okay. be like a trance not like in trance music no, but like, more like, like african yeah, trance yeah, 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 uh, yeah. so at one point i uh, recorded one uh, side of a, a cassette um, i recorded the new records on a cassette in in the club to play it in my uh, car so i could um, hear the new records good and one of the cassettes was 90 minutes and i play one side of house music and the first time I played it, I was like, wow, this is so boring. <laughs> but after a few days, I played it in my, in my car when I was working. Uh, after a few days, I want to hear the, the, the A side where only house music was on. I want to hear that every, like, the whole day. And then it's the, the dime feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a <laughs> yeah. But okay, you suddenly were hit by this new, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> especially uh, in the, in the beginning, it was very um, uh, monotone. Yeah, uh, very music. basic. It was uh, like uh, six, seven yeah. music uh, yeah. minutes. Of music and after like half a minute there was a hi-hat and a half minutes further there was a clap and then there was a uh, whatever a drum and then a bass and it builds and it builds and yeah yeah i get it so uh, you were both djs during that time uh, end of 80s uh, do you still know each other knew each other no during that time no 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 no, no. 
Okay. Uh, actually, I did a I did a radio uh, program by a local station in. Uh, Sandford, Sandford, Amsterdam Beach, oh. yeah, <laughs> CFM, CFM, Sandford FM, yeah. yes. And um, well, uh, <clears throat> I didn't know who was listening because it's very difficult to to know course, who's yeah. listening to the radio, especially when it's like a local. Uh, but Caston uh, <clears throat> and his friends was were one of the guys who were listening, and at one point I uh, invited people to make their own house music and there was one tape sent in and it was from Caston and his friends um, so at that point we we and then they come over, over to the studio and from that point on um, we know each other yeah uh, okay so Caston uh, what was the moment you uh, started with producing house music then because you, you you told us okay end of the 80s you were a DJ at school yeah yeah, I was always playing piano and, and playing drums. Um, and at one point, uh, at the same school, there, there was, first of all, there was uh, a kid at school who had a synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to his home and my mind was literally blown. And there was music lesson at the same school and there was uh, a Roland Juno 106. And I discovered that all those records I really like. Uh, the, the the sounds in those records were made with those synthesizers. Okay, yeah, so right. from that moment, I was like, okay, it's nice to play piano, but it's way cooler to play synthesizer or even try to to replicate those records I I, I like. So then. Um, at Quartierville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you 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 started uh, making productions. Uh, do you still have any idea wh- what you sent to uh, René at, at that station? It was like a demo, I can imagine. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I think it was like really hard rave. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the time of T ninety nine. Oh uh, yeah, in the stage. Yeah. So it uh, <laughs> it was kind of kind of hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because before that, I was uh, producing music for a hip hop group at that same school. That school was like, um, and there was also a guy who really liked like rave music, and I started to make music with him. Okay. So I kind of took the hip hop production approach, and I com- uh, made a combination of that with uh, with that rave stuff because mm-hmm. I saw the similarities with the yeah. break beats and yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, during that time, it was like, uh, it's funny to see now the, the beginning of Turn Up The Bass, which is a great Dutch compilation. Yeah. It's a combination of of, of rap music and house music. Yeah. And, and during that time, it was like, yeah, hip house and... Yeah, yeah, you have like the rave music with the break beats, uh, yeah. the, the same break beats that, for example, were used by Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. But also like the hip house, uh, the the guys from uh, from Chicago, Fast Eddie, Tyree Cooper. Uh, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. So okay, uh, you guys got involved with each other, and and when was the moment you thought, okay, let's go to a studio and uh, or yeah, your studio and and let's make some music together then. Um, well, I was um, also trying to make music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I bought a. a a workstation from Roland, so it was a keyboard, a sampler, and a sequencer in one. Still it's over there, still in the house, thing, still yeah. in the yeah. house. Yes. <laughs> um, so I started to to experiment and try to make 
uh, house music. And Because during that time, uh, after this whole great cassette story, you kept on playing house music in the in in the club. Yeah, the, it it, yeah. it became the main yeah. music. Yeah. yeah, before that we we also played uh, uh, hip hop and yeah. uh, uh, disco, rare grooves, uh, whatever. And then uh, we started playing house music. Uh, house music all night long. All night long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, before I tried to make house music, I was already, I, I want to make music. Yeah. Uh, so I tried drums, guitar, bass, singing, uh, piano, but it didn't work. My hands didn't do what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had a, a workstation and uh, you still have to make music with that, but uh, it's a different approach, yeah. uh, a different way of working. So I start making tracks. And um, after that, I uh, asked on the radio station for people who send in demos. Uh, well, Gaston sent in a demo and he came. And then we decided to make a jingle for the radio station. Okay. I think that was the first thing. No, I think you you played me uh, oh, one yeah. of your tracks. Okay. And the first <laughs> and thing, my first reaction was I started laughing. Oh, okay. And it was <laughs> because it was so creative. It was okay. so out there. It was so different than anything i knew uh, okay it didn't sound really good but it was really creative so i was like um we should get together in my bedroom studio yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh turn this super good idea into something that sounds good so that's i think that was the like the beginning yeah yeah it was one of the first records yeah we we did yeah and after that you you said yeah i need, need a new jingle for my radio show uh can we do that together I yeah was like, yeah sure so we made a jingle and then you played it on the radio and everybody was like um your new jingle sounds really good you should do something with oh, it oh well if you get compliments about a jingle then you're so uh, wow. we did and that turned out to be give it up by the good man the jingle was like with yeah. the drums and things like that no no, no okay. it wasn't without the uh, brazilian drums but all the did, like the did, did, yeah did, did, no it was the first the first version yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah, gave yeah, it up yeah. it was the jingle <laughs> wow so, yeah. and 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 what was uh, what was instead of, what, what was there something instead of give it up was it like cfm cfm of <laughs> uh, i think we recorded your voice backwards or something. okay yeah We, we no, yeah. We recorded my voice, then we played it backwards, and then I listened to it how it sounds backwards. Yeah. So I recorded my voice again, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. Oh. back, trying to speak yeah, yeah. backwards and play that in a normal way. Oh, I don't wow. know why, but hey, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's like a, like his brain. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and so then the good man was born. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, let's go uh, because well, th this was the beginning of house music. Um, uh, what was the scene like in the beginning? Um, it was small. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I was playing uh, in in this club in Harlem, Stalker, uh, and when I'm when I was not playing, uh, I I went to a club in Amsterdam, the Roxy, the the, the one yeah. and only most famous club for house music at that time. Um, uh, and then, yeah, there was a small scene. Like uh, we had uh, Dimitri, Marcello, uh, uh, Joost, Joost and Bella. Yeah. Uh, later came uh, 
I don't know if it was really related, but the Comchon, uh, of yeah. course, in the it. Um, and I forget a lot of people from, to mention uh, from Rotterdam and other places. Yeah. But my memory is not too good. But uh, yeah, it it was a small scene. And when you go out to the Roxy uh, to dance and to experience house music, and this was all with smileys and oh, yeah, uh, whistles and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And if you um, bump into somebody from the Roxy from the dance floor and you bump into somebody in a shop at daytime, uh, you always will uh, greet each other most yeah, of the yeah, time yeah. with, I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So small was the scene. Uh, uh, yeah, there was you know, a, a few people. people uh, oh, uh, I mean, um, Gert van Veen, who was doing yeah, Quasar. Yeah. Uh, Eddie de Klerk, of course, uh, who was working with him, uh, doing some... I think they did the first house records from the Netherlands. Uh, and then uh, we had um, Maurice... Paardenkoper. Ja, um, Maurits Paardenkoper. Maurits. Ja. Wat is his... Exposure. 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 Ja, ja, ja. Michel de Haai. De Haai. Michel de Haai, of course. Ja. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was... I mean, you, you had two scenes. You had the, the, the DJ's and the producers, who, who was a really small scene. And then you had the people who... The party yeah. people yeah. on the dance But floor. also a really important... Um, place in that whole scene was Outland Records. Yeah, 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 yeah. The record in, in our world. Yeah. Uh, so you you went to Outland Records and they would, for example, on a Monday and they would have all the records that were played in the weekend. And yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Dimitri, play this record. Yeah. You have to buy this. So they were <laughs> kind of an extension of the, the whole thing that happened at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. So you were buying records together, uh, not not uh, you were, yeah, buying a record for uh, your own collection. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You you just go every week, most of the time on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, you go to the record shop, uh, Outland, uh, and there was also Rhythm, uh, of course. Yeah, and Blackbeat, and. Um, yeah. Later, yeah. Uh, yeah, Blackbeat was later. Basic no. The basic beat was in Rotterdam. You got the oh, yeah. dance tracks. Uh, yeah, dance tracks. tracks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and then you had to listen to all this vinyl. Yeah. And um, but I remember I, uh, the first time I went to Outland Records, I I hadn't released any record yet, and my dream was to one day to have a record on the shelves. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. own my own record. And it was before I met uh, Rene, uh, then I released my first record with one of the guys uh, uh, I went with to the studio. Yeah, yeah. Then for the first time I saw my record oh, great. at Outland Records. And uh, I was like, okay, this is my dream is has yeah. come true and I can stop now. And under what name was that then? Uh, Transetters. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> And wow. little did I know that, yeah. like, one year later, um, when I met Rene and we made all those Fresh Fruit records, yeah. we went to become, like, the best sellers of... Absolutely. I mean, uh, at least uh, Outland records. So, at one point, like, the whole wall was covered with Fresh Fruit records. Yeah. And, yeah. and let's go back to... to we, we talk about the music later on. But um, was there a time... Where you decided to be full-time DJ, or or um, well, I, 
actually I was yeah full time DJ. You you were a DJ in the weekends. Yeah. Uh, and when I before house music was born, I was already DJing in Stalker in mm-hmm. Harlem. Uh, so I was working at that time in a record shop. Okay. And then uh, on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, in the beginning, or one of those days, or all those days, I was playing in Stalker as a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I could combine that because in the record shop they understand that I was some days later. Because I had to work till five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I bring, I brought a lot of uh, experience of because course, yeah. uh, of the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, also because of that lifestyle, I remember the first time Rene came to our house. Yeah. And the first thing my mother said when he he saw him, he needs some food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and some and some sun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was yeah I was working all all <laughs> week like like monday was my day off yeah then i was in bed all day and then uh, the rest of the days i was working in the shop and then uh thursday it was uh, shopping night yeah uh, and then after that to the club playing then friday again in the shop and then friday night playing saturday in the shop very busy on the saturday saturday night playing but it was Sunday. also like seven hour sets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, from ten yeah. till five. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so so yeah. You grew into that. Yeah, but yeah. then then there came a point that uh, I thought, okay, I'm getting too old to be a DJ. Uh, that was when I was like thirty five or something. Mm-hmm. Um and um we we started making house music together when I was thirty one or something thirty something. So like it was that. really fast. Uh, it was late. Yeah, and and, and yeah. but producing and DJing was two separate things. It was uh, so I didn't want to DJ anymore, so I quit for a year or so because it's impossible. If you once you're DJ, I yeah. think you're DJ for life. Yeah, I, I, I mean. <laughs> There's nothing better to do, and if you like music, and uh, so um, I I couldn't imagine that I was on a stage as big as the stage of U2, like ten years later or twenty or thirty yeah. years later, yeah. because we are still on exactly stages. exactly. That that's so great yeah. about your story. And how was that for you then, Gaston? Uh, uh, was was there a moment you thought, okay, this this music industry, this is going to be my life? Um, yeah, I was still uh, going to school when yeah. when I made my first records, and the, at one point we sold so many records that I could live from like like making records. So uh, it 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 was like really like step by step I, I was rolling into the music industry. I always was busy with with playing music, making music, but I could never imagine myself making money of no. doing this music stuff. So um, yeah, and I and DJing for me was always a hobby, you know, at school, and sometimes I would play at, at a certain party, but like making music for me was at, at a certain point getting becoming my job. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But what what was uh, well? Uh, what was your mother? What were your family? What what what, what were they thinking? They were very supportive. Okay, great. and also, um, for example, my uncle used to play drums, and he would tour with 
bands and uh my grandmother used to play music my grandfather okay um so they would understand you know my need to make music and they saw uh that i was the happiest when i was making music yeah. so they were like okay go for it we support you and uh and and you always kept djing or was there a moment that you thought okay i'm going to be the studio guy no it was not really a decision it was no. more like i would once in a while dj and yeah at, at a certain point we when we had a, a few hits again with, uh, for example, Always and Forever, mm-hmm. uh, so, like at one point there was a demand for us to come and DJ yeah. to play those records. And then we decided, okay, uh, let's DJ together and play our own records. Yeah. So at that point it became more serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. That, was, that was a few years after the whole Fresh Fruit. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was like... I don't know, it was 2000, 2001. Yeah, okay. Um, what was so uh, special in the early days? Because maybe it's hard to imagine, but it was it was quite new. Eh? You were talking about this cassette and, and this whole new experience. People are dancing at the same beat the whole evening. Uh, can you take us back to that moment? Um, very difficult because, uh, like, like they say, house music is a feeling. And that's true. I mean, um, at that time, every record was so new. Was uh, every sound in the, those records in a new record with new sounds, mm-hmm. which you have never heard before? And there were a few groups like uh, Deepish Mode or uh, Fat Gadget or even Prince, who were experienced experimenting with synthesizers, mm-hmm. but never the way house records came so uh um yeah and what i said before it was like all those records uh mixed together to one evening yeah that made it even more uh uh, special yeah you get in a trance or a trance trance yeah yeah yeah. um yeah and also um i think we were also when you're young uh for me for example i was 16 or 17 when i heard the first house records and i think for everybody who's that young and hears a certain kind of music that really connects it, it has such an impact yeah you know uh it's if you're 15 you're here something for the first time it doesn't have the same it's like your first love yeah, yeah. and also at the time house music was so out there and so abstract it was like okay first you had uh like a rembrandt painting and the next year there was only mondrian yeah exactly it was so different yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and what renee said with all the sounds um i i remember hearing love can turn around for the first time and especially the b-side on the 12 inch was a dub version and it was only 909 drums yeah we have it here actually the yeah. same drum computer and I didn't understand what it was, but it was so loud and punchy. I was like, okay, I want to listen to this for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know? So yeah, great. And of course, and and yeah, you were uh, DJing during that time, or maybe as the visitor, you had those well new parties, not that well organized as nowadays, but well the spirit was great. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, we had a few clubs, like uh, I told before. Yeah. But um, Stalker uh, is it's it's I'm a very proud guy of Harlem. Uh, is it was was one of the first clubs, thanks to you and and some other DJs who who played house music all night long. Yeah, I I don't think it was because of me, but uh, I mean, I was there and the house music was there and I loved it. But uh, I think the the, the big trend setter was uh, Eddie Leclerc. He, yeah. he started but um yeah and then uh we had people who want to throw parties in like uh, illegal warehouses mm-hmm. um and that started already i think in england and then a few people from england uh, uh mass uh, uh western uh never mind uh soho connection they they yeah, were called yeah. and they 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 bring the the first um uh illegal rave party so th- they put in a lot of sound yeah uh, most of the time one light and it was <laughs> a stroboscope <laughs> yeah but the way also who, uh, how you bought tickets was there was a flyer at the record shop and the flyer if you then you could buy tickets and when you bought the tickets they were like okay that's in that time yeah. you have to be behind Central Station on uh, there. in Amsterdam. Yeah. And uh, then a bus would take you somewhere to an industrial <laughs> area and there was a big warehouse that was... Yeah, yeah and then uh, came the time that uh, you need to have this flyer to buy a ticket. So they give only the flyers to yeah. to the party people. Yeah. And if you didn't... No flyer, no tickets. No, no flyer, no tickets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, well, we already started with that, but but uh, let's... Oh, no, no, no. Let's go back to a point where you probably were aware of the fact this is going to be big. Um, and and you were a bit older, like you said, Gaston, you were at school, but there was a point of no return that you, that you, that you knew, okay, house music, this is it. Um, I think one point... Um I was always at these school parties. You were supposed to play Madonna, Michael Jackson, yeah. and pop records, and and I was the weird kid that was playing acid records. Okay, great. And I saw the reaction of other kids to these records, and it got got kind of heated, you know. Like yeah, uh, yeah. it was a different reaction to those records than to a Madonna record. And at one point there was like a meeting of of teachers and they were like, okay, there's this one kid playing all this evil music. We have to stop him. (laughs) (laughs) And then I knew, okay, this is special, you know? So I think also as a kid, you you want your music to be that way that your parents hate it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for me, I I was throwing uh, the first ever uh, house party in uh, the, the Patronat, also in Highland. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to rent the the patronat to throw a house party, but they say it's a it's a stage for for bands, yeah. and you cannot. Uh, oh, okay. So we rented it, and I still have the the contract. We rented it for two two guilders, two <laughs> yeah, two euros. But yeah, then one euro, <laughs> yeah, yeah. one euro. <laughs> yeah, uh, we rented it, and. Um, because of that party, uh, I had an interview with uh, the local uh, newspaper, the Harlem's Dagblad. Yeah. And uh, the guy who interviewed me said to me, but this is going to be for like one, two, three months, maybe. This, 
maybe this house music and then it's gone all right and then i told him uh it must be somewhere in 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 the paper i told him no this is gonna stay and discotheque because a lot of places were called discotheque yeah, at yeah. that moment will uh, all gonna be called clubs and i think people as like uh david bowie or uh rolling stones or whatever are gonna use electronic elements in their music so he, the guy was laughing at me and okay, said great. it's not gonna happen there will be only real music with guitars and yeah, drums yeah, yeah, yeah. well no okay yeah <laughs> what happened yeah exactly okay uh, let's talk about uh the, the the music um i ask you guys to um well maybe uh, you, you, you can decide maybe it's better to begin uh, besides of the your own classics with the productions you made because uh we mentioned uh, the good man give it up but that was only the beginning of course for you making a lot of records together um and this whole thing which is a great idea i think uh, i don't know who came up with this uh, idea of of do it on your own label yeah because uh, actually the first well you you uh, uh, as a trendsetter you already knew maybe how the whole music industry worked a bit well uh, actually renee already uh, oh, yeah, released some records you, yeah, uh, with at that same time with olaf Bozowski. oh yeah 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 i did windows yeah windows I uh, can remember that we, we made this record and uh, I went to the Roxy every week, but I didn't go for a few weeks because I don't know why, but uh, something. Yeah. And then friends of mine were in the Roxy and they say, I think they play your record. You should come. So I went to the Roxy and, and I was there like a few hours. And then suddenly, because in the record is my whistle, Oh, it's your own whistle. It's my okay <laughs> then. That that's funny to know. And um, uh, <laughs> and this record started, and I I I can't remember that I first hear I hear something I know, and then I was holy holy macaroni holy <laughs> macaroni that's windows. Yeah. And then I had like and and then when when he drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't know it was a, a drop no, but at that time when the beat hit. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> everybody went nuts, and yeah. I had like goosebumps yeah. all over. And uh, from that point, I was like, okay, I want this more. Yeah. I want this feeling. It's so good. Yeah. You have made a record, and everybody uh, is having a good time on yeah. it. So, yeah, that, that was great. But the, uh, the thing is, we. Like Outland Records was the hub of all things house music. Yeah. For me, for you. Yeah. Uh, and Dimitri released amazing records on Outland Records. And we were like, okay, we have this new record. Give it up. It should be released on Outland. Yes. Yeah. You know? So we went to Outland Records and had a meeting with uh, Peter Hovers. May he rest in peace. But um, uh, we played him the record and he was like, I don't know. This is this is not. It needs more. It's not house music drums, or, yeah. or something. Uh, he didn't feel it. Okay. So we were really disappointed. And then Renee said, "Let's go to Rhythm." I already released uh, uh, Seal Windows yeah. uh, with Rhythm, and let's see what they think. But that at that time, Rhythm wasn't cool. 
We're like, okay, maybe like the, 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 no, the, yeah, the, yeah. the label itself. So Outland yeah. was cool, rhythm, yeah. not so much. Then we came up with the idea to start our own label and have rhythm do all the boring business yeah, stuff yeah, 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 and yeah. create our own cool label. So at that point, we started Fresh Root Records. That's great. Yeah. So after this first first experiments with you guys together, uh, so uh, the, the the jingle, uh, what went good man give it up. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. How 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 did you guys work uh, during that time? It was um, yeah. I mean, when we started label, uh, I think the, the the gates were open yeah. because yeah. we had so many ideas and uh, we went into the studio from like ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, the yeah. studio my bedroom still from 10 o'clock in the morning till 12 in the evening and we made so much music uh, at that time uh, we were super inspired and uh, because we made so much music uh, we had to invent all these projects because we we wanted to release them yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to really release like every two weeks, so oh. we came up with other projects. So we because could. because otherwise you thought, oh, uh, there are a lot of good man releases. So exactly. that's why you came yeah. up with Clutch and, yeah. and 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 also because it sounds a little bit different. Because yeah. Clutch was more disco. Yeah, and it also uh, gave us an, an extra creative boost by inventing those new projects. So. And also at at a certain point we came up with Jark Prungo, yeah, like uh, as a reaction to all the success we had with the Fresh Fruit records, mm -hmm. we were like, okay, everybody's buying these records and they don't even listen to it. Let's make this weird character uh, came up come up with this weird character yeah. Jark Prungo, and let's see what happens. And everybody was buying that it worked those records as well. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there are a lot of uh, fresh food productions who are in the well, the the, the, the classic list. What what's a special one for you uh, besides Good Goodman because that's the first. But what? Valet uh, uh, Alarm. Yeah. Uh, René Gaston. René Gaston. Um. And why that? Because that's really like uh, when 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 you were talking about yeah, René he was making great stuff. I laughed about it because it was so. A musical i i'm i'm thinking about filet alarms because it's really like a lot of sounds it's 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 yeah it's i think uh um we there are a lot of uh, melodies in it yeah um, but it started out actually the whole uh the marimba the yeah. Linton, started out in a, a major key and it, I think we both thought, okay, this is a bit too happy and too yeah, yeah, childish, yeah, yeah. and then we put it in a minor key, and then it became what it is. Yeah. But it also like all the elements because we were so inspired, and finally, after all those years, we could release records. We had our own outlet, and I think all those ideas we we build up in our heads, we finally could. Yeah. Out, yeah. Yeah. And we use a, a tuba, 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 yeah, yeah. as a baseline. Yeah. And as, so, I mean, there were no no borders. No. We can do. Yeah. We can do. We can use every sound like that. What yeah. I tell before. Yeah. We were sampling Caston's father, who was busy with a with a, with a bucket and stuff. Yeah. 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 But also, when you mention a, a tuba, uh, we didn't have 
the money or he didn't have some knowledge to uh to buy a 909 drum computer or uh, a roland uno synthesizer the only thing we had was actually this one yeah uh, roland d20 and it had uh tuba sounds and it had a marimba it didn't have the cool acid sounds so kind of out of necessity ah. necessity we took those sounds and turned it into well uh, yeah, 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 arm, yeah, for yeah, example yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, is there another uh, special fresh fruit uh, track for you? Um, yeah, I still like Cubrasil. Mm, I really like the Yark promo stuff we yeah. did on fresh fruit. Um, and that's that. That's still from. Well, actually, from nowadays with this whole electronic, uh, yeah, vibe in it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. I, yeah. I mean, you you can hear if a record was made in uh, twenty, thirty years ago, and with the same kind of feeling they make now records. Yeah, young young producers. It is. It is. You hear the the the, the different in beat or yeah, it, yeah, yeah, because nowadays everything sounds much better. Uh, and harder and uh, cleaner uh, so yeah, also we didn't have any proper equipment and it was out of i mean we couldn't afford uh, yeah. anything you know at that time so we worked with what we had yeah and i know nowadays people especially young people like kind of romanticize oh yeah back in the day you had only this and that and it was the best we could afford yeah. you know so we but made it sounded music. it sounded great if i think about uh, for example clutch oh boy that that whole I, I, yeah I but know. still if you play it now and you play a record from yeah, 2019 yeah. after it or before it 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 has it all yeah. slept yeah okay yeah, yeah. Okay. another another record uh, uh i like from fresh food is of of course tom Vira. Yeah, it wasn't on Fresh Fruit, though. Oh, it wasn't on Fresh no, Fruit. No. Oh, no. Oh, it was yeah. before Fresh Fruit. Before Fresh Fruit. Yeah. What's the name? I, uh, Tomba Fira. That was the record I, I uh, did uh, on my own. Yeah. And then Gaston started laughing. Okay. <laughs> oh, then, actually, it was... The first one, yeah. It, it, okay, okay. And then we made a, made a record of it. Uh, it's called Tomba Fira. Uh, Mandarina. La Mandarina. Okay. And we have La Mandarina, La Drumdarina, all different mixes. <laughs> so <And> creative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, yeah, that is also one of my favorites. Of course, it's one of the first yeah. uh, we did. Um, and now, guys, almost 30 years later, uh, how is it then to still be together in the studio and... I hope and I think so if you listen to the music uh, you guys make uh still have that connection that that that's yeah I think uh it first of all begins with uh, us being obsessed with making records mm -hmm. we want to make records and and it's it's first it's like breathing we need to do it yeah and it's even better now because you're allowed to play all your own records when you DJ yeah so uh, we can make a record and play tomorrow somewhere and just test it out and test it out yeah. and, or or we go like mm, need some work or we go like 
<laughs> this is so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes it even better than... I mean, the early days were good because it was all new. Uh, and now it's... Yeah, you have more experience and you yeah. can do more and and you can play them on the stage. That's one of the... And also we are never guys that look back at the old times and say, no. well, it used to be better. No. Uh, no, it's... it's it's gonna it be super better. cool back in the day and yeah, it's yeah. super cool now yeah. so yeah yeah well that's 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 great to hear uh another production i think i have to mention if uh before we're going to talk about the really classics um is is chocolate puma uh which is well in the end the name uh well we stick to yeah exactly yeah. yeah uh um and and for me but that wasn't the the first chocolate puma release but for me uh, uh i want to be with you is like well a key track in in the beginning of chocolate puma actually it was the first one. Oh, it was the first yeah one. The first oh, okay um and and the funny thing about it is the same with give it up that with give it up outland records didn't think much of it and with i want to be you the record company we were with then we're like yeah okay. not sure about it so we're like okay let's press it on white label with only an email address address on it and mind you it was 2000 so email email was not that common no, as yeah. now uh, obviously so we pressed 500 copies or something and we kind of forgot about it and we're like okay yeah okay next next record let's make another track and uh, but then we remembered one day, oh, we have this email address. Okay. Let's check it. And it was full <laughs> of, of <laughs> like people praising the records, record companies wanting to license it. Yeah. And also there was one email from Piton. Please send me a new copy. Uh, mine's worn out. Wow. Yeah. So we're like, oh shit, this is, this is something. <laughs> So then we started to talk with uh, certain record companies and eventually we signed uh, with uh, Cream in the UK. Yeah. And it went to become, I think, number four in the, in the UK top 40, uh, like uh, half year later. So yeah. That is a great story. Yeah. So uh, and and that's why because it was one of the uh, well, a lot of names you guys choose for productions, but yeah. because of yeah this this really worked. Now it is Chocolate Puma. Yeah, one one time one point we we were like okay we have all those different uh, aliases, yeah. but uh, we want to start DJing and then you need a name yeah, and yeah, exactly. uh, at that time. Uh, websites became yeah. uh, common so we need a website so uh, we decided actually it's better to have one name and the last name we, we used was chocolate puma and we thought well it's a cool name and it fits the music so let's be chocolate puma for the rest of our lives yeah 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 uh, so actually all the different kinds of styles like Jörg Prungo and Clatch and Tom Avira yeah. and uh, the good men we all do now uh, under, under one name, under one name, yeah, Chocolate yeah. Puma, yeah. And uh, that was it's a, a bit of a Harlem thing, uh, but it was Evo, was it? The guy, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I thought during that point, okay, this is his new project, and I knew you guys uh, made the production, but I thought, okay, 
he's going to he's going to be chocolate puma right but he never was no 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 <laughs> no he was i, I saw him uh, uh performing on the on the grote markt in yeah, in Arnhem. with uh, <laughs> with i think uh relax oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and Eldridge, then yeah Eldridge, and he did um he did keys and he was in the back of the of the of the band and uh, and then i hear a very really ho- high voice like yeah kind of prince yeah, yeah voice yeah, yeah. So I was I was looking for who who's doing the voice, and then I spotted uh, Ivo, and that's the first time ah. I saw him. And then I asked him if he, he wants to do some uh, house music, <laughs> but he was really not into no. house music. No, no, not at all. So uh, we actually, we we made a track inspired by the whole Missy Elliott Timberland. Okay. Uh, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was like a slower kind of hip hop. Yeah, futuristic yeah. track, and actually Ivo sang on that track, and then we speeded it up to be uh, to become a house track. Okay, then we knew he didn't like house. Music. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, your the five classics. Uh, oh wow! What are yeah? And it I I know it's it's hard to pick up five, uh, but today this recording. Yeah. Shall I start? Yeah. See less, can you feel it? It's produced by Todd Terry. Todd Terry is like a, a hero for me because his beats were like the hardest and and you hear that he came from hip hop. So yeah. he used like the 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 um, emu drum computer sampler, crunchy sound and for me, I, I could name many records by Totter, yeah. CLS, Can You Feel It? We still play it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, actually, uh, but it is in the, in, the, in the intro, but I think that's going to be the name of this podcast because there's this whole uh, difficulties with house music, yeah. EDM, and all people have, uh, well, yeah. weird combinations mm-hmm. in their head with that. So I think I'm going to call it Can You Feel It? Good name, yeah. And and it's because of that that anthem. Do, 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 do. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so rough. And uh, and I actually asked him, uh, how why did your record sound like that? And his answer was kind of our same answer, uh, why our record sounded like that. Because he couldn't afford anything no, else exactly. than this one drum <laughs> computer. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Uh, you want to go on? Yeah. Um, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we go one by one. That's one by one. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. better because yeah, yeah. my my memory is not. Okay, uh, okay. Running low, so <laughs> I need to recharge. Yeah. Um, I want to mention uh, uh, Energy Flash, Joey by- Beltram. Because, uh, yeah, I still uh, it's. It's difficult to to say the f- top five because every day it's it's different. Yeah. But uh, energy flash is like uh, I I found myself even till today. Sometimes when I'm uh, mumming a rhythm, I, I a lot of times I'm doing energy flash yeah. when mom, I when mom, mom, mom. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's but it's really hard for in in my uh, thoughts. Yeah. I don't know if, if you if it, you hear it now it's yeah. it's not that hard but uh um 
Yeah, I like, and we both like, um, because I like the record as well, because Stone was yeah, yeah. We like it really uh, like uh, um, uh, deep yeah. uh, with vocals, soulful, but we also like techno and hard. Uh, I mean, th there must be some soul in it or yeah. feeling. Uh, yeah, you, you need to be able to dance to it. Of course. Yeah. 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 Well. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's it's not a. No, it's a great record. It's not a record Joey for Belkin. your grand. Uh, no, exactly. Ma. <laughs> okay, uh, the second one. Custom. Uh, human resource. I'm the one and only dominator. I'm the one and only dominator. Still remember, I heard it for the first time. Actually, I went to um, like this. With a friend of mine to this contest, uh, the DJ contest, the uh, uh, Afro Drie Maal Doordraai. Uh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think those guys were performing and uh, or playing or whatever. But uh, I heard I heard this record for the first time, and I was I thought I heard Aliens. Yeah, it sound was so yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. different and so hard and yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, only the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, still, great. Still a great sound. Um, my next record is uh, uh, "Follow Me" by uh, Elias. Elias. Follow me, follow me. Yeah, what can I say? Uh, listen for yourself. It's it's. Uh, it's a vocal-driven record, if I may say so. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's. I think it's out of tune. Yeah, and I think yeah. we, we both like it because it's it's not perfect. No. Yeah. They had their limitations. You obviously hear that, um, but because of that, it sounds so amazing. Yeah, yeah. it definitely has that soul. Uh, yeah. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, there's a well. You can compare "Follow Me" and uh, "I Want to Be with You." There's um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's difficult to yeah, do yourself. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, if you say so, I don't know. <laughs> Follow me, great tune. Yeah. Okay, your uh, second one. Um, or a third one. Sorry. Third one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'll go for "Hard Drive Deep Inside." Yeah, sometimes you cannot explain no. it, but the, the bass line and the chords and the beats and the vocals, yeah. it all uh, connects to me, you know, and sometimes we have it with the record, sometimes you don't. So yeah, The whole basic... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. I think it's produced by Eric Morillo and um, Louis Vega. Not too shabby. No. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, my next record... Um, has a little story. Uh, it's um, 808 State, Cubic. Uh, um, this was one of the. It was the beginning of a new, like new sound. It was so hard, and I was playing in Stalker in Harlem, and I always play on Saturday. And then the owner decided. Uh, to switch DJs. That was the beginning of DJs going to travel yeah. with their own records. So the first Saturday I wasn't playing there. There was another DJ playing uh, there. 
uh, Engbo, Engbo Co. Uh, and uh, I, I went to the stalker because <laughs> I didn't know what to do else. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't lost. play. So I, I came in and like one minute after I came in, he played this new record. He was working in a record store and, um, uh, and he played this new record. And I thought, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good yeah so different but um yeah i still love the record so that's my next yeah and it was during the, that time you you can see uh what record it was because it was a really weird time where djs sometimes put on stickers stickers yeah 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 so that other guys not no, no. The, you, nowadays, know. if you if you hear a record, you you put on uh, Shazam or, Shazam or you <laughs> yeah, go exactly. to whatever, and and you can buy it. It's yeah, it's nothing. It's never sold out. No, no. exactly. And back in the day, a record could be sold out. Yeah, you go to the record store. And, no, it's sold out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you know what what the title was, <laughs> exactly. At first, game uh, with, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah. If you find it, it was like. Yeah, I found this record that Dimitri always plays. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, the fourth one. Um, well, let's go with Future. Yeah, it's random acid order. Tracks. Yeah, okay. Um, the first acid house, the acid house track ever, made by uh, DJ Pierre and Spangspang. I think when they were fifteen yeah. or something, and it's the same story. They didn't have money for equipment. They ran into a 303, which was a few bucks, uh, I guess, back then. And they made a record with what they had. Yeah. And it was, I think, one of the most groundbreaking records in every genre, uh, I guess, uh, of all time. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it's hard to explain to, uh, always talking about music, but, but why is it such a breaker for you? Well, if you... If you would play now, and sometimes we play it, it sounds super futuristic. And we're in 2019. Yeah, yeah. And it's Imagine sounds, how yeah. it would sound in 1986. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So I think that says, says it all. Yeah. And sometimes you still play it, actually, in yeah, a set, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Okay. The fourth. Um, the fourth is um, uh, Whipped Cream by Fierce Ruling Diva. It's uh, I love the record. Yeah. But, uh, it's like a saw, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like... Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, bit, a little bit... Uh, there was another um, record. What was the name? Seesaw. Oh, there was a label. It was for me in the same kind of... It was so like, yeah. maybe even it was not music. No, no, it, no. it was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whipped cream by Fierce Ruling Diva. Listen to it on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Is it on Spotify? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm going to fit it in. So uh, yeah, yeah, go I'll for, for a small part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the last one. Uh Wow. Um, Speedy J, pull over. 
Jochen Pape, Dutch uh, guy as yeah. well. And it, it was like a transition from back in that period, transition from or a split between Amsterdam and Rotterdam. And Rotterdam was getting harder. And it was one of the first records with this really loud kick drum, uh, overdry, overdriven uh, uh, 909 kick drum. Yeah. And at the same period, uh, we mentioned him before, Maurits Paardekoper, Exposure. He made one of the first records with the really distorted kick drum. And that kind of sp- sparked the whole beginning of uh, Hammer. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I always like, liked and still like um, the harder stuff. Um, so yeah, that that also connected uh, to yeah yeah. But you had to choose during that time. It was like okay, your mellow or your chabber. Yeah, which was a weird which thing. It was actually. really silly. Uh, yeah, because if you would go to uh, a club, for example, I went to Waxenheid uh, yeah, yeah, uh, um, many yeah. times, and DJs would play everything from Absolutely. Speedy J to. Master work to Totteri to yeah. follow me to yeah, Dominator yeah. to whatever, and it was all called house music. Yeah. Uh, so the I think it was I, I don't know if it was made up the that that split, but at a certain point, okay, there was Hubbard taking over and and yeah. you know yeah so yeah okay uh, your last uh, <coughs> I I I don't know the title maybe you know the uh, I want to mention the record. Um, uh, Eric Noan and uh, Dimitri did uh, uh, Shikita. Is that with Marcelo? Or? Yeah, there's a Marcelo mix as well. Let me check the title. With a lot of drums in it. Uh, you mean that? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Ka- Cavity. Oh, oh Cavity. Cavity. With a C. Yeah, yeah, Cavity. Yeah. It's, um, actually, it's, um, it's more, uh, there's like a, a, a reggae step in it yeah which you don't recognize as a reggae step it's more ska I think. or ska yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you don't recognize it and as a ska but it's yeah it's really danceable for yeah, me. yeah yeah and one of my favorites to play but i also want to shout out um lsd in wonderland yeah yeah that's the I was other thinking one. about that. Yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was a uh, time problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was an influence on our, on us in the fresh food time. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah I can imagine the whole wall of difficult different sounds. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in yeah, it was really standing out of the record. The rest of the records, yeah. it was like also kind of fairy tale yeah kind of. exactly yeah. but i can imagine that's a hard record to play nowadays uh yeah i played it uh, a few weeks ago uh, in stalker okay when i when we did uh, the last uh, <laughs> warehouse party because they closed now yeah uh and yeah those people were there when when yeah, so came yeah. out so they know they it but yeah. now it's for people it's like, yeah, it's what? Just, what? What? yeah it doesn't yeah. have the same impact it had no. back in the day no. You know? no ah great 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 titles guys um are there um yeah yeah i forgot to ask this question and i don't know if it is but i'm going to ask it anyway it's it's about your own productions is there like a a, a signature element in all of your tracks wow 
uh, yeah it's the fact that we we make it yeah um and we do what we feel within our limitations of course uh, we do what we think is the best uh, record and with within every decision you make every knob you turn it it's it's your brain telling okay this is cool this is not cool so let's go with cool and yeah, yeah, yeah so I, i'm not sure what's the signature um, uh, but there is one because um sometimes we have a new record and then it's an id id so nobody knows it's yeah. your record and then some of the fans or friends or whatever uh guys who hear the record say, i heard this record uh, on a radio show or whatever i think it's your new record so yeah. they recognize it that's yeah. a but great compliment that's, that's we what don't you know how with we the do that prongo thing it it works because yeah. of yeah. and i think the 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 thing is because the music we make comes from our feelings and from it's all of our records are really close to us it's mm-hmm. not it's not they're not made with uh like a plan or we should make this or this no, because no. it it uh would sell a lot of records it's all made with love and so it's in in a way an extension of who we are yeah so yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah that's the signature yeah yeah oh, great <laughs> and then the question holland is a really small country um do you have any idea why our dance music and our djs are so successful all over the world no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i no um i mean i think uh dutch people always want to be the best okay uh in whatever they do and um it's a small country but uh we have everything we have all kinds of music and we have all kinds of bands but we also have all kinds of food all kinds of people maybe that makes the difference i don't know i'm just yeah, yeah, i think yeah. also in in early stage uh the netherlands em- embraced dance music mm-hmm. like very early on there were dance music programs on the radio um um so a lot of people got in touch with dance music uh early on so maybe that's uh that's uh, a factor also we're a small country and we have to trade with other countries we we depend on other countries so that's also in our dna i think um and i think Dutch people, when when they do something, we take it really seriously yeah. and go for it. And yeah, a oh, great answer. It's uh, of course there isn't like the answer. No, the right answer. I mean, no. But is there is there like uh, for you? Do you still are aware of the fact that that well that you are of the Dutch scene, or the, do you still see a lot of Dutchies at festivals? Or yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all the big festivals you run into the other DJs and uh, a lot of them are Dutch. Yeah. Um so yeah. What was the question? Yeah, well, <laughs> well but more uh, because I think uh, but I don't know uh, I don't know you guys really stepped on this this Dutch train like uh, a lot of well trans DJs for example did or then it was more like that even English people took uh, a Dutch sounding name because mm-hmm. they, yeah. they were booked more often. Yeah, and in, in, in the beginning it was 
uh, not cool to use a, your own Dutch name no. to produce. Uh, but now you can do. Uh, I mean, now you can say proud yeah. that you are from Holland. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and uh, but DJ. I think in in uh, on uh, like in our career, we made a lot of decisions that you could consider as not the best decisions business wise. Commercial so, wise, yeah. yeah. So you're talking about stepping on a train. We, we were no, not stepping on any train because no. we thought it didn't feel right or wasn't cool for us. Or so looking back, uh, at certain points, you you could say, okay, you could have done this or that um, better, like, better. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. But we business. always stayed true to ourselves and yeah. did whatever we liked. So well, and in the end, and that's. And we're still here. So. Exactly. That's uh, that's the answer why you're still here, or because it, yeah. it, 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 it isn't yeah. like a high. And we still point. do what we like. Yeah, that's great. So, but never, never had any. Um, um, how do you say? Well, not a fight, but uh, that that one of you thought, okay, we're going to do this, make this kind of record with this sound or with this. Um, and yeah, of, of course, you sometimes have those discussions but in the end we both have to like it mm -hmm. uh but actually one time we were like with the whole trans hype yeah, you yeah. Know, in the early 2000s uh we were like intrigued by it so uh we went to um i think trans energy yeah in the rye yeah to just see what this trans trend is yeah so we uh went to see uh, ferry costa and we were standing in this big uh, hall and and trying to understand the music and we we couldn't really get it it wasn't for us that music but still we were like okay um maybe we should try make it let's see what happens so just for fun we made a, a but an hour our way of making it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just like we, in two hours or something, we made a, a, a trans record or something that we thought would sound like a trans record. And then we forgot about it. So it was on the, on the tape like this. Yeah, like really old. Like that, a, that, a, that, that tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, between all other demos like Jark Prungo tracks and yeah. whatever. And at one point, uh, the A&R manager of United Records um, came to our studio when we played him uh, the new tracks we were working on New York promoted and at one point there was this trance track yeah. and he was like what is this this sounds really good and uh, <laughs> we were like yeah I don't know we tried some trends I don't know so uh, he was like okay we have to release it so we came up with an uh, alias Riva and we didn't uh, want anybody to know it was us because we were kind of embarrassed that we made trends you know like and it ended up to become number two in england yeah with danny minogue yeah who do you love now yeah, it was like title. such an, an, an happy accident i guess so and now we can proudly say okay we made this record yeah because it's a it's a good record but but that's a great story because during that time i think a lot of other people reacted okay can you make us some kind of tune but you never did it again no never <laughs> that's great <laughs> we did some remixes yeah yeah, yeah okay so then we were refund nobody knew it 
and everybody wanted to have a Riva remix. So we took the same sound set yeah, and yeah, we yeah, made yeah, a, a ton of remixes. Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. loving our asses off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, what's the biggest biggest difference between then and now, if there is a difference? I think uh, it's much more professional right now. Yeah. yeah. And is that uh, is that good or bad? Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, back in the day, you would get screwed over all the time. You wouldn't get money for your DJ gigs or... No, exactly. It was Wild West. Uh, and also uh, the studio, all the equipment, you need a room five by five for all the equipment. Yeah. And now you have your laptop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody That's can make it. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and one very big difference, you don't have to carry your vinyl record. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, man. Just a stick. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> How do you see the future of, uh, yeah, let's call it electronic dance music? Because that's... Uh, you never know. And there's always a young kid in uh, who's making music at his parents' house. And he's going to go blow our minds. And we don't know what it's going to be. And that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the exciting thing, I think about music we we don't know no nobody knows and every day almost you hear new sounds then you think now i've heard it all yeah, yeah, all yeah. It. and <laughs> then there is a new sound somebody made or some company made in, yeah, or in, put it in a different context and then, yeah, yeah and then like, it's oh like, shit wow. <laughs> yeah um do you guys still have any any goals thing you would like to achieve in uh in your music career make the best record ever yeah that's that's also the drive i think yeah. we have uh, each day okay th this next next record has to be the best record we could ever make not to be on of course if you make the best record ever you're gonna be on number one but yeah, that's yeah. that's not the point no, it's more it's like making that record yeah <laughs> yeah but and we also know that we're never gonna reach that goal no so and that's, that's a good call because then yeah. so you never finish reason to live yeah yeah and 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 that's you guys are uh, quite often here in the studio yeah if we're not uh, on tour or playing somewhere uh, <clears throat> we are here uh, producing music or busy with socials yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. business yeah. kind of stuff but uh, yeah actually sometimes we take one day off of the week if we play in the weekend and we are here in the studio we take the monday yeah yeah, yeah. off but most of the time and then the uh, the ideas are flowing and uh well sometimes uh nothing, nothing flows no. for weeks we don't know we're like <laughs> so yeah it's but then uh, some sometimes in a week we can make four tracks yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, and that's a struggle you sometimes have as a as an artist yeah. or a musician. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that makes it also good to do because. Of course. Oh, yeah. I hate I hate uh, those periods. That, yeah. That I don't have inspiration. Okay. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question: um, How do you want to be remembered? Uh, wow. Uh. <laughs> No clue. I want to be, be remembered. I, if 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 I am or if we are remembered, the music mm -hmm. that's enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not doing this 
to be remembered. But, no, uh, it's not. a nice thing. But if I, people I like do. I like to watch uh, uh, documentaries about uh, long and forgotten artists, yeah. and bands, and singers, and songwriters, whatever. And doesn't matter what kind of music. And but but I I like to see how they came up with it and whatever they have to tell or whatever. Yeah. So if there is uh, something about us in like hundred years, well, that's, that's that will be nice. Yeah. Well, the music will definitely be there. Thank you so much, uh, guys. Yeah, thank it, you. It was a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for sharing the stories and uh, helping me exploring the musical history of, uh, yeah, shall I call it house music or electronic? Yeah. How do you, uh, how house do you music. House yeah. music. You yeah. still call it house music. Yeah, oh, I love it. it because we call it house music. But as you know, for a lot of people, house music is like uh, a genre nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, and then they start calling it EDM and it was because of... Yeah, electronic dance music. Yeah, and now EDM is a genre yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah, for us it's it's house music all night long. All right, uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Share this podcast among your friends, and if you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Twitter is G I E L S, this Twitter at Giels. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Leuk, leuk, leuk. Yeah, echt wel leuk. Well, you know what leuk is now. That was pretty nice. Thank you so much, uh, René and Castor, and especially René, because it was at his apartment in their Chocolate Puma studio. Uh, if you are listening to this, well, you can check it on YouTube. Can you feel it? Stories. And leave a comment. Uh, feel free to donate me a great house classic and uh, responses for uh, coming up guests. It will be great. Whatever you want. Uh, the Can You Feel It family is getting bigger and bigger. And maybe we're even going to do like an event with some house classics. That will be great, don't you think? Okay, next week, put your hands up. We've got Fedele Grand. Check this out. <laughs>